Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as yours, This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> to all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. You know we are, for sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino and on Instagram at Accessible Influence. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And we have a mailbag episode. And so basically what this is, is I'm telling on myself, I am confessing to all of you guys in uh, podcast world. I am, I don't want to say the only person that looks at the email, but the primary person that looks at the email. And I discovered I left a lot of things in email that we haven't responded to or we haven't been able to comment on. And so we dug through that today and we pulled up a whole bunch of things uh, that we need to talk about uh, from the email, some from the Facebook group. We got a whole big mismatch of stuff going on in here. But before we dive into that too deeply, I'm she doesn't know I'm doing this. So Jane, Patty, I'm giving you, <laughs> I'm giving you a huge shout out, um, guys. I guess you can consider this hashtag ad because Jane is actually making money off of this. <laughs> if you should go and check out her Etsy store, but. I had her do a little bit of shopping for me at the parks um, a couple of weeks ago, and she finally sent me my big box of goodies. And tucked inside this big <laughs> box of goodies was a surprise I did not know was coming in the form of Mickey balloon-shaped wax melts. They smell like the Disney parks. I mean, I try. I, I I I love them. I love them. I have one. Go, I have the same. I have my um, popcorn one going right now, as we speak. I'm gonna just like I'm, I'm waving the the smell over to the microphone. Yeah, I know it doesn't work that way. So, what, what was that smell of vision? <laughs> I, I, I asked Instagram to start that today too. I was like, create <laughs> smells Instagram, and then I was like, ooh, I feel like I'm gonna regret that. <laughs> You might, <laughs> but in this case, it smells heavenly. It was awesome. And so, uh, what did you send me? You sent me popcorn and what were the other ones? I haven't had a chance to even look at them. I'm not a hundred percent sure which ones I sent you. Cause I sent them, um, to a few people, but the scents that I have now are the refillable popcorn bucket, which is, um, popcorn logically I have one called uh, welcome home, which is the beach club grand Floridian contemporary Bay Lake Towers lobby smell, which is amazing. There's candy apple. Um, it's called caramel poison apple. There's Main Street pumpkin patch, which is pumpkin flavored. There's Cinderella's pumpkin spice latte. 
there's cotton candy, confectionery cotton candy, um, Mickey waffles, actually smells like waffles, it's wild. So I think that's all of them off the top of my head, but you're right, I was completely unprepared and I totally thought you were going to yell at me for puzzling at a Disney hotel. <laughs> Just another conversation. <laughs> That's up next. So Jane, uh, this weekend, <laughs> goes on vacation at the Disney parks. And instead of, you know, going to the Disney parks, she sat at the freaking pool and put a puzzle together. Y'all, she did okay. puzzling, puzzling while she's on a Disney vacation. I cannot with this girl. <laughs> okay, well. First, if you'd like to find those wax melts or any of my other creations, you can find me on Etsy at Magical Mimosas. Um, you just type it in one word. Or <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Magical Mimosas and also Facebook. Or just find me anywhere on Instagram. That's fine, too. <laughs> I'm also going to put the link in show notes for that you. That, <laughs> too. I also took a ridiculously long nap today because I was puzzling all weekend. <laughs> Teresa, Teresa, <laughs> please yes. chime in on this because I know that you're on my side here. I am to an extent, but also if if you're going to enjoy doing dis- the, doing puzzles on a Disney property, I feel like now is the ideal time to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, not, not fully judging there. <laughs> Correct. So here's uh... the thing about the puzzles, guys. Was it a Disney Perhaps- puzzle? It was a Disney puzzle. Okay. I purchased it there because we have to spend money in order to keep them afloat, keep them open, keep cast so members or jobs. Here's my real question because I've seen this constantly of my friends who do the Disney puzzles. Did you get the exact number of pieces and were they all the correct pieces? Because I've constantly seen people having like, they'll, they'll just random mystery bonus puzzle pieces or they'll be missing one. And I saw somebody who like, they posted a picture of their extra piece and it was the exact one someone else was missing from their box. <laughs> so how, how complete was your puzzle? So I am actually missing two pieces. Oh my God. See, what but, is up with but, that? But one of them we know we had because... You see, our puzzle went on a journey this weekend. <laughs> it started as, hey, the park's closed super early. Let's grab dinner. We'll bring it back to the room. We'll throw the puzzle on the table, turn some Bravo on, which is what we do. And, you know, grab some drinks, sit around, laugh, put a puzzle together. So it was just an activity for, like, post-park time. And then um, that was the night before we were leaving, and I completely have no concept of time so I'm like oh four people we'll totally get this done look how easy this puzzle is and it wasn't so at two (laughs) o'clock in the morning um we were forced to go to sleep but we were waking up on checkout day where we had planned to go to the pool so we were like okay we'll go we'll take it down to the pool with us so we moved this puzzle on like paper plates and like in sections that we slid onto paper plates that were already done and cups that had separated puzzle pieces in them. It was crazy. Went down to the pool. We took over two tables. I will tell you that the cast members, they kept coming over. Oh my God, we love puzzles. How are you guys doing? Do you need anything? Let's get you guys some water. The other guests were like, we love puzzles. What are you guys doing? Oh my God, this is so great. So do not overlook the puzzling by the pool. 
Then there was a storm. So we had to use um, the cast member. Barry is so great. I gave him a cast compliment today. He came over and helped us with trays and, and paper menus to get everything into the lobby so we could put it on a lobby table. Then Jordy in the lobby came and he helped us when we were trying to get it all together. We got most of it done. And finally, they got us a box so I could fold it up and take it home. And then I finished that puzzle last night. <laughs> Oh my god. So one piece is gone from constant moving. And the other piece I think is just gone because it may have just been gone or it could have been from constant moving cuz I mean that puzzle has moved a lot. Yeah, I I was laughing because I was looking at your Facebook page and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. She's wait, she's puzzling." At the pool. <laughs> and not only that, I, I will give you guys credit. Like, I was impressed with your mobility. That's very impressive that you were able to make that work. Um, and your tenacity. And you were determined to make this happen. But, oh, my gosh. Please, don't do this. Go to the parks. Go to the parks. We did. <laughs> we, we did some of that. We did that on Saturday, sort of. Yeah, for like two hours. It was one hour. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was it I mean, was it you. was 5 45 <laughs> when heather and i looked at each other and said oh, do you think we should probably just go to magic kingdom and i was like you know it closes at seven o'clock and she was like so um if we bounce over there now and we did we we were at the grand floridian so we were really lucky we were able to just hop right on the monorail and get over and we did we went in the park we did three rides we found a couple hidden mickeys some new windows we'd never seen all the small things and uh made it back by seven o'clock picked up a puzzle <laughs> and the rest is history some dinner <laughs> the rest is history all right well so that's your updates at the parks, folks. Um, Jane, our boots on the ground, is going to fill you in on all the uh, important things like the puzzles at the pool. Um, but I might be the, I guess I'm the only one that's kind of laughing about this and shaking my head. Maybe if I'm wrong, y'all can come shame me in the Facebook group. I will take it. But um, let's go ahead and get into some of these um, emails and comments and discussions that we've been having because... Some of them were a lot of fun, and some of them were very heartwarming and sweet as well. Uh, so I'm going to read one that came from Arvia and says, Hi, Patty, Jane, and Teresa. Just wanted to thank you guys for what you do in bringing so much joy and entertainment to so many. I just started listening in late June, but have listened to every episode you've produced since then. I'm a hospice nurse, and I visit patients in their homes to provide end-of-life care, so I'm on the road a lot driving. My work is pretty heavy and often heartbreaking. But listening to your podcast in between visits helps give a shot of lightheartedness that helps me hang on to a semblance of sanity, which we don't usually have semblance of sanities on this podcast. So that's what we hear. So thank you for being my road companions and giving me a million sparkly Disney treats to geek out over each day. I really appreciate you all. So thank you for that. That was super sweet. That's lovely. And also thank you for what you do. That is such an important uh, vocation and... And not an easy one at all. And not an no. easy one. So super appreciated. Super appreciated. All right. Uh, there's another one that came into the inbox. Hello, No Guilt Pod. I'm a new listener. And yesterday I listened to your episode about things people may not know about Walt Disney World. Uh, almost none of which I knew because I've only been once. And it was a great episode. 
I've been going to Disneyland my whole life, and I'm kind of the know-it-all in my circle of friends when it comes to Disneyland. Girl, come sit by us. We like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Someone, I'm sorry, I don't remember who, brought uh, brought up the windows that line Main Street and the names that are on them, and it made me think. I have a window that I now look for every time I go to Disneyland, but I think I did mine in reverse. I learned the story and then found the window. The window is above what used to be the bank on Main Street, right next to Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, and it's for Frank Wells. And this story always chokes me up. I don't know how many of you guys know the story of Frank Wells, but we're going to get there. It says, Seven Summits Expeditions, Frank Wells, President, and I stop every time. When I first moved to Nevada, I worked for Vital Records, mostly issuing death certificates. One day I was doing a project and I was re-cataloging the death certs when the first one in the stack caught my eye. Frank Wells, occupation, president of the Walt Disney Company. Mr. Wells died when his plane crashed into the Ruby Mountains near Elko, Nevada. What caught me was the cause of death, one of the very, very few I remember because it was so jarring, um, but I'll spare you the actual verbiage. He also has an in memory of after the Lion King, which means I missed all of that um, since I was being since I was young when Lion King came out. It's made me so sad when I found his death certificate, but now it gives me an opportunity when I go to the parks to make sure I take a look up at his window. I came across a lot of interesting death certificates during my time at Vital Records. A lot of interesting people die in Nevada, but that one sticks with me. Thanks again for your wonderful podcast. I have a lot of episodes downloaded in my queue now, and I look forward to listening. Thanks, Nicole. So when this one first came through, I really loved this one. It's such a great story. I was like, I'd never seen this window before. Oh, I'll have to check it out someday. And then to be honest, and then I forgot. (laughs) But I went to the parks, um, I guess it was last month. It was probably right when it reopened. And one of the days we were kind of slowing it down on Main Street, just checking things out. And we were really waiting for the park to empty so that I could take a photo. And I was standing across, I was in Magic Kingdom, obviously not Disneyland. And I was standing across like at the middle of that emporium, across from like the alleyway. And for whatever reason, I was like, oh, I wonder what that window up there above like Crystal Arts says. And I was like, I wonder what that window says. I don't think I've ever seen that one before. And sure enough, it's Frank Wells' window. Hmm. And it was right after we had gotten this email. But, like, I wasn't looking for his window, but that was the window that stood out to me. So it was really wild. I was like, that's so odd. Like, how did I miss that? And then we spent another 20 minutes going and reading windows. We found out we still missed some. So actually this weekend, during our one hour we went back to look for some more windows. So I absolutely love this. I'm glad you used it wisely. Um, So yeah, you know, he has windows at both parks. I wonder if he also has them, you know, at the overseas parks. Um, I can't remember exactly what was before Lion King. So was that before even Disneyland Paris was a thing? I think Disneyland Uh, Paris was 92. It was 92 and Lion King was 94. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I wonder if he's at Disneyland Paris as well. If anybody knows, let us know. Um, um, there's a full Wikipedia with all the Disney windows, and it lists all everyone who has one, where they are, which parks, and what they stand for. 
Got it. Well, this one stood out to me uh, particularly because I had just watched on Disney Plus. I can't remember. I was just looking at it right now, trying to figure out what what it was that I had watched. But I had watched one of the old documentaries. Um, Was it Waking Sleeping Beauty? It might have been Waking Sleeping Beauty. And they talk about, um, yeah, they talk about him and what happened and, and all of that. So I'd love, I'd love this email too. This is, these are the kind of stories that are just like, see, Disney when, people, man. Well, saying, I know mm. if you watch um, the Imagineering story, he gets referenced a lot because his passing in particular was kind of the beginning of the, the downfall of the Michael Eisner era, mm-hmm. because it seemed yeah. like a lot of the ideas and things Michael Eisner wanted to do, Frank Wells kind of helped keep him grounded and help figure out is what's what's the best plan forward. So there was a huge shift, um, I think, after his passing where you really could see, you know, that's that's when the the Eisner era yeah, started started to have its downturn. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Well, thanks, Nicole. That was awesome. And we love it. And guys, if you have any stories like that, similar to that, any kind of just interesting little factoids of finding Disney in the wild, you know, whatever, uh, send those to us. Uh, we, we'd love to read them. And I promise you, we'll do it much quicker than um, <laughs> than we did. Can I can I blame this whole like quarantine thing in 2020 in general? Because that's I'd really like to blame somebody other than just me not paying attention to the Well, and I was going to say before when you had mentioned, you know, it it was a while before we got to some of these. I don't know if blame is the right word, but because because of everything going on, there there was, you know, we I think started out doing this podcast saying we're not really going to be a news podcast or talking about all these updates, but we we kind of got pushed into that a little bit just with the situation with the parks closing and then reopening mm-hmm. and then all how different everything is. So yes, we certainly can put put the responsibility of putting these off for a little bit because there was just so much happening that it's kind of hard to know where where do we jump in? What do we get to next? Hey, Disney fans, looking for a magical addition to your wardrobe? Check out Who's It's and What's It's. They are super fans creating fashion for super fans. Their mission, to find subtle, deep cuts and references in the Disney stories you love and transform them into magical apparel, hats, and pins. If you believe in Hocus Pocus and love Halloween like I do, their Black Flame candle tea might be just what you need. You already have that in your cart, don't you? I mean, I might. <laughs> and right now, you can save 15% off your entire order using the promo code NOGUILT. It's one word, N-O-G-U-I-L-T. Make sure you're visiting com today and spark some magic in your closet. So Mary sent us... Um, her unpopular opinion. She says, living with the land is the best ride at Epcot. It is so pure and wonderful. Whenever I'm at Epcot, there's never a line. It's smooth and relaxing. Educational AF (laughs) promotes sustainability. You can get funny and terrible stories from cast members when you ask about people who've gotten off the boat during the ride noted for our next podcast (laughs) and when you're done you can buy a plant and bring it home literally have a living piece of disney with you it's free of intellectual property 
Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) And there's no pressure to buy anything once you're off the ride. Since it doesn't empty into a themed gift shop, I'm not sure how many people even realize you can buy a plant once you're off. I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't either. Mary, you stumped us all and none of us knew this, so thank you. And now I want a plant. I'm like, all right, well, now it's time for me to go back to the land. (laughs) (laughs) She says, hands down, the best ride at Epcot. Mary, I have a friend, Caroline, who listens to us regularly, and Caroline would agree with you wholeheartedly because she makes us ride the land every single time we go. Well, what I loved is, you know, her whatever her second sentence was when she said it's it's pure and wonderful. So I had a moment. I teared up when I was on the land in July when we went back to the opening day. Um, overall, if you guys listen to the Epcot episode, it was kind of a depressing situation. And I think the land was the last thing we rode before we left for the day. And uh, they had a very, just this gentle, sweet sign in the land that just said, we missed you. And I teared up and I was like, oh, they love us. We love you too, the land employees. Yeah, that's definitely Those Franciscos are so cute. Yeah. And I want to give a quick shout out um, for anybody else who's like Mary, who loves this ride. Um, There is another podcast that the three of us listen to here and there that we all enjoy called Podcast the Ride. They do an entire episode about the land. It gets a little contentious between people who love it and people who don't so much. But it also has um, Carly Wiesel as their guest on that episode of the podcast. So go check out Podcast the Ride for their The Living with the Land episode. It's, It's very, very good. I mean, I love the land, don't get me wrong, but um, side note, I once wound up down some, I don't know, dark web somewhere, (laughs) and there was this, like, dark secrets about Disney that I wound up listening to. I don't know if it was a book, or I don't know what it was, and they had these very terrible tales about the land, and honestly, I will never not think about them, but they're so bad that that's... Like, I don't want to repeat what they were, but like, they're just so crazy. These stories that people made up that like happens on the land that I was like, oh my God. And that's really all I think about every time I ride. So do yourselves a favor and do not go down the conspiracy (laughs) theory or dark web section of the Disney internet. (laughs) I I think that's something that we could all get behind. I just, I don't know how I wound up there. It's like, Oh, I do. I know you. And I know exactly how you ended. I'm just surprised you didn't screenshot stuff and start dragging me down with you. Cause that's usually your MO. Um. (laughs) It was audio. Okay. Well, there you go. Honestly, I want to say this was probably like four years ago. So I'm going to read our next submission who came from Mariana, and this seems to be a little bit of a a Francisco story here. That's fun to say. So Mariana says, so it was a normal day in the Magic Kingdom until it was on Haunted Mansion, which I always feel like is that's how like the best (laughs) stories should always start. Normal day, then the Haunted Mansion. Uh, She wrote, the cast member comes in the stretching room right behind me and you know where the pre-show goes on. I guess I looked scared or something because the cast member in a deep voice said, scared princess. I jumped and screamed so loud and the whole room laughed. But that's not all. (laughs) After that, we were walking past pirates and there was actually a pirate out front. It was all good until again, from behind me, I hear, where be ye gold? 
Again, I screamed real loud, and I think, honestly, the cast member felt bad. <laughs> well, that was my wonderful, scary experience I had at the Magic Kingdom that day. By the way, I'm a local. <laughs> That's amazing. See what happens when you put the puzzles down and you go into the parks, Jane? Okay, but... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just say, yes, I see, Patty. Mariana had ex- amazing experiences, and I could have that too, but I chose to do a puzzle. This could have happened to Heather. <laughs> because two weeks ago when we were there we were getting on the haunted mansion and her and i get in our doom buggy and you know we got our max masks on and we're just like ready to go and it's funny because she goes wow that cast member he's really into his role and he you know very sternly walks the walking belt of the doom buggy and now he's past us and then he jumps around the doom buggy and scares the crap out of Heather (laughs) she screams so loud and her girls are riding behind us and they're laughing so hysterically it was it was probably the same guy I have to believe it Mariana you're not alone (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it Okay, uh, Leslie wrote this in, and this is important. She wrote this in on June 21st, okay? And Leslie says, interspersed between the Disneyland reopening articles, womp womp, we all know what happened there, um, (laughs) there have been some articles about possibly retheming Splash Mountain. I've seen ideas for Princess and the Frog, Zootopia, and The Emperor's New Groove. I love the idea of Princess and the Frog. What do y'all think about these ladies? And do you have any other ideas? Look, guys, I'm just saying when you write something into our inbox and you put it out there into the No Guilt Podcast universe, there's a chance it may happen. Because sure enough, that news was actually officially broken on June 25th. So Leslie was on to something. She knew she got her she got her her dream, and uh, someday we will get to see Princess Tiana on Splash Mountain. And personally, I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. Um, I know Teresa, you probably don't love the fact that it's that New Orleans is in the middle of the Wild Wild West, like it doesn't well, fit for so you. I'm, so I get that. I'm more excited. Like I'm more excited to see what they're going to do with it um, in Disneyland, just because mm-hmm. New Orleans Square right is right there. there. Yeah. So I think in terms of the immersion, I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, and I know people have said like, well, other things like Splash Mountain really doesn't fit in Frontierland either. If you're thinking of like the Frontier, um, I'm I'm waiting to see what they do with it. But just because. I, I think it's going to be a slightly harder fit just in terms of like walking from one area to another because it's kind of in between all of the, the Frontierland shops and Big Thunder Mountain. So just logistically, I'm very curious to see how they make that kind of, you know, moving from one area to the other seamlessly. Got it. Got it. Plus, I just I'm I'm in favor of original things and not IP, but I do love Tiana and Princess and the Frog. And I've been saying for a long time it needs more presence in the parks. So I'm not mad about that at all. <laughs> not at all. I just would really like it if they would also include some of those man catching beignets uh, at Disney World. Because that's it. Yes, please. That's that's, my, that's it right there. <laughs> right. That's my. Which there is that little kiosk that's like right kind of between Adventureland and Frontierland, yes. and it does like chicken nuggets usually or like waffle fries. Dude, I don't. So maybe that could be kind of like a beignet place. Please, I'd be down. Yeah, with that. let's let's make that that happen because um, hey, look, we're manifesting it. We're putting it out there. It's this. It's a magical podcast, guys. It's going to happen. 
Um, but yeah, hey, I, Disney leadership that doesn't listen to us, but we like to pretend you do. <laughs> Hi, Josh. How you doing? <laughs> Let's make this happen. <laughs> okay, Meredith tells us that Mickey made her cry, which <laughs> oh, also boy. means that as I read this to you, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to cry. <laughs> My sister and I celebrated our 50th birthdays at Walt Disney World last Christmas. The trip was idyllic, perfect in every way. There was seemingly no way to improve upon the perfect week until we got an unexpected dose of pixie dust and scored a last-minute post-parade fast pass to meet Tinkerbell and Mickey in Town Square. We were elated. We are princess girls and have visited Disney World many times, yet had never met Tink. She didn't disappoint. She's sassy, cute, and slightly irreverent. Oh, just like me. <laughs> just like you. <laughs> we were giddy after the encounter. Next was Mickey. I'd never met Mickey either, but wasn't <gasps> too excited. Well, she's a princess girl, remember? I know, but <gasps> you've never met Mickey? Maybe it was the creepy talking one that scared her off. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, a talking Mickey man. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho um, he was in the room next so we had to check that box off the world tilted when mickey hugged me all those lovely half forgotten childhood disney memories flooded my brain and i cried tears of nostalgic joy it was magical in a way that only disney can be see patty <laughs> that was a happy ending that is a happy ending i like that one <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump over to some of these Facebook uh, Facebook group postings. So um, this one I love. This came from Rachel, and she said, I just found you guys today. I've listened to tons of Disney podcasts before, and there are so few with women. Dun, dun, dun. We noticed that too, and that was also one of the, the main reasons that we kind of jumped in on this and decided to do it is because it felt like there was a very heavy male presence in the Disney community. And we know women steer this ship and have some things to say about the experiences. So uh, we appreciate that you noticed, Rachel. Uh, she goes on to say, I love listening to your perspectives, especially the recent very informative episodes about the reopening. Major plus, my husband also loves listening to your show. She did give a little PS that that she may change her mind once she gets to the unpopular opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Well, she can't hate us for that. <laughs> I, I, I hope you're still listening, we're, Rachel. We're just sharing. <laughs> Rachel may no longer be a listener. <laughs> Um, but speaking of speaking of other episodes, we we did get some comments in response to a few of the episodes that have aired. Um, we got some people in after we talked about our favorite Disney shows. Uh, they kind of shared some of their favorite shows with us. We wanted to shout out a few of those, especially ones that we just didn't have time to mention in that episode. And so, this is Amanda, the Disney show, the Disney Park shows, right? Like yes, the, Disney Park yeah. shows, correct. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, Amanda wrote, "I am obsessed with the Frozen show at Hollywood Studios, and super bummed." I couldn't see it last week and she had a memorable moment uh, tied with this also so i saw the original cast of frozen broadway in june 2018 while visiting my aunt and uncle in new york i basically bought the entire merch store because i collect <laughs> musical posters got to meet some of the cast outside after and even got a limited edition poster with the lopez's autograph that's love awesome. it 
So this uh, is one I've actually not seen this show um, since it came into Hollywood Studios. It's, it's so good. And um, Equity Ben is a must follow on Instagram. And uh, he's amazing in the show. And yeah, I love the show. I, I hope it's uh, able to come back soon. I guess we still haven't had any updates. We know that there's been an agreement reached, right? Yes, yes, I think there was. Um, yeah, so there's been talks about just ways that the performers will be able to to safely come back and start doing shows again. So mm-hmm. it looks like there's there's progress, but no official updates in terms of when or what. Yeah, I, I anticipate we'd probably we'll probably see like the castle show first. Yeah, for sure. I like, think the the outdoor shows. I think before any of the indoor enclosed ones. Yeah. So Leandra wrote us and said her favorite show is The Lion King. The music. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't we didn't mention this at all in that episode. I don't think because no, there's is, too many good shows. It's so many, but this this is very very high on my list. Mm-hmm. Same. The music, the monkeys, the flying through the air. I want to be the person who gets to play the bird and fly around. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? It's so fun. Um, she said, Nemo is really well done, too, but the music just isn't the same for me. Nemo is one of my favorites, so yes. Jill uh, said, uh, Teresa, paying attention to this one, Jill said, yes. until listening to the podcast today, I never knew the Barbie show was an actual show at Epcot. <laughs> she had I'm just, a- I'm just bringing, dropping knowledge on everybody. You are. Those, changing those, lives, uh, Teresa. Changing lives. <laughs> those deep cuts uh, that you bring to this uh, podcast are so important. Um, Jill goes on to say that she had a VHS of the show as a kid that I loved and my parents hated. Lots of little girls screaming. Uh, but I always assumed the show was just done once for the video. Uh, any other 90s kids have this tape. My six-year-old self would have been delighted to have seen the show in person. Yeah, so it wasn't there long. I want to say it was like 93 to 95 at Epcot. So it, it was very brief, but that's also way longer than you would expect a Barbie <laughs> show to be at Epcot. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I know this video very, very well. <laughs> and yeah, it's like I said, it's exactly what you imagine it is. And that's all I'll say. That is so funny. Um, and then she goes on just to say, as an adult, though, I'll have to go with Nemo as my favorite. So, Excellent choice. <laughs> yes. Sarah wrote, um, so she shouted out the Red Car Trolley Boys. I think that's what their official title was, a.k.a. the Newsy Show. And then a lot of sad crying faces, which I support. Um, this was the one over in California Adventure where they did the suitcase and a dream song. Um, and when she was saying that, it also reminded me of the the mini fly, Minnie's Fly Girls. Oh, that yeah. was in California Adventure. I'm like, that was, I was very sad when that left also. And I think Five and Dime, I think, is still there or will hopefully still be there when they reopen. But that was another one of California Adventure has some very, very good shows. They had some amazing shows and they, I'm not. Well, especially for these being like, and I think these aren't maybe not official shows, but more like like the traveling entertainment, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, And and maybe that's what they, why they appealed to me is I didn't have to make a conscious decision to like go and sit down somewhere or to plan to watch a show. I could just be (laughs) wandering in to the park and happen upon the Newsies uh, doing their thing with Mickey on the trolley and 
that was I I never walked past it. I stopped and videoed it every single time. I must have that thing on different variation, you know, some vertical, some horizontal, probably some upside down, you know, just all because I watched it every single time and I always had to video it. I don't know what I did with all of them. I'm just saying I really like that show. And I agree with you. I thought California Adventure had some amazing um, just experiences. Uh, I missed that part. I'm trying to think back and I'm like, I don't think I've stopped for any shows really at California Adventure. Obviously, the not street shows. Like I've mm-hmm. seen <laughs> Frozen out there. I've seen Aladdin when that was there. But I did at Christmas and the shows that they had at Christmas, the street performers and the drummers and everything that they had at Christmas was unbelievable. Like so good and absolutely worth just, I mean, it's Disney. Like, of course they're going to be fantastic. Yeah, I I agree. And I always, always, again, no, no offense to Florida. That's why we puzzle. (laughs) I always um, felt, like the quality of entertainers at Disneyland. I don't want to say they're better, but there was something, uh, something a little bit different about them. Um, Again, it's not better. That's not what I'm trying to say, but maybe it was, maybe it's just me and it was made up in my head that they were like living the dream, coming to Los Angeles, coming to Hollywood to be a star. And they started at Disney, right? Um, I love those stories. There's an extent of that. That's true. You know, I think there's a larger pool of people in wanting to break into entertainment who are there. Uh, And I think the other side of it is Disneyland just seemed to put more of a priority on having that wandering entertainment than Florida has. So I'm wondering if Florida increased that, if it would change, if there's a, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's a reason that they kind of, I guess, situate, you know, budget that differently. Um, But I think it's, yeah, California's generally their, their wandering entertainment at Disneyland is so good. Every time I go, it just, it it adds to the atmosphere. Like it's just makes you feel like the entire park, there's something new around every corner Mm -hmm. that's just going to amaze you. Oh my gosh. The Marvel characters when they started adding marvel characters that would wander the parks oh that's um the first time they started doing that was during a summer uh summer of marvel i think that's what it was called and or summer of superheroes i can't remember what it's called now but it was my fate was during one of the d23 expos teresa you were at the parks then you because you go every year don't you or you go yes yeah i remember this past year i saw i didn't i guess what was it the 2017 I didn't go into the park as much but I did see I did see them the Marvel characters like the Guardians characters yeah it was it was that summer where they legit had a big focus on Marvel characters and I laughed so hard I was I was actually stopping and watching um, the Guardian show. And when it was over, somebody said, hey, Patty. And I turned around and it turned out to be somebody who read my blog. And so we started talking for a few minutes. And she was like, oh, should we go talk to Thor? And I, my head just whipped around. And I'm like, what? And Thor was like just standing right there watching the Guardian show too. And um, so oh then when God. I saw him, yeah. Then when I saw him, I, I just kind of followed him down the street. And guys- he was acting like a tourist. 
he was kind of just, you know, hanging around, looking around. He walked up to the hot dog stand like he was going to go buy a hot dog. He stood in line like he was going to buy a hot dog. And then when he got to the front, he asked him if they took some kind of currency, which, of course, you know, they don't take Asgardian currency there. And so he had to walk away without getting any hot dogs. And so then I followed him. I know I followed him a lot. Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, then I've. Spoiler. And that's why Patty's not allowed there anymore. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Disneyland's really closed because of me, not because of COVID. Um, but so then I followed him and this was my favorite. He stood in line to take a picture with Black Widow. I was like, it was amazing. Like it was the best thing. And she, she was like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I just thought I'd come and get a picture with you. Is that okay if we get a picture? Oh my gosh. It was so good. Y'all. It was just so good. He just, but he literally had no purpose other than just to kind of wander around and walk. And, and the crazy thing was, is like people weren't running up to him, bucking him either. He just, except for me sneaking along behind him, following to see what he would do next. Um, But he was, you know, it was anyway, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, something about the characters or the street atmosphere or whatever at Disneyland, I gotta, I gotta give them that edge. Um, not to take anything away from Disney world, but you know, a little bit, we got to have a favorite and that's my favorite. So, uh, okay. I have, okay. So one of our favorite episodes that we have recorded so far, um, and this is the last thing we're going to go over was our bathrooms episode. And this is near and dear to my heart because if you know me, I, I need to know where the bathrooms are guys. That's just the, the, the honest fact, the honest truth, I'm not ashamed of it. I like the bathrooms. I like them when I'm at Disney. I like to know where they are. And I do happen to know where most of them are. Where our friend Chrissy, uh, who used to be a guest relations Francisco there once upon a time at Walt Disney World. She actually had a couple of notes for us in the bathroom episode, and we shall share them with you. Um, she said, first of all, I'm not sure if the original poster regarding Future World East restrooms meant East. East is the mission space side because those were really secluded and dark. The Stranger Things bathrooms were Future World West. And I think that was me. I think I'm the one that was saying that. And I was, I had them, I had them wrong. So the Stranger Things bathroom that we talked about is in Future World West or was, it's no longer there. Uh, Chrissy went on to say, I like those in general, but would knock off a few points because that hallway was always so stanky. (laughs) Oh, now I know where it is. The future, the, 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 um, yes. Once she said, yeah. once she said the hallway was so stanky, I knew exactly which ones they were. <laughs> Cause I almost said to you, is it this one? But then you were saying East and I was like, no, East is the other side. I'm pretty sure. So then I just Look. let it go, but it's the stinky So what you're bathroom. saying is that is not going to be a wax melt scent. <laughs> It is one of the reasons why I said I would regret Instagram in creating a smell <laughs> smell action. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, that I would definitely not I would not be down for that one. Um <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> so um Chrissy's second note about this is the Pinocchio Village House bathrooms are indeed great for races, but they're so busy on a regular park day. She is right about that. I will give mm-hmm. her that. Mm-hmm. She says, um, note number three, she's very, lots of notes. Once we <laughs> walked into the bathrooms at Hollywood Studios near ABC Commissary and the floors were completely covered in rabbit poop. 
<laughs> Guys. Judy Hops needs bathrooms too, all right? <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> I hate to shame Judy, but um, yeah. Aww. No, that's like weird, random. I don't, are there wild rabbits in Florida? Is that what happens? Um, There are definitely there's... rabbits all over here. I, I guess like, there I is. there's cats everywhere, but I've never seen a rabbit. I've no, never seen I mean, a there's rabbit. Rabbits and I've seen like a rabbit here and there. I mostly know the ducks. <laughs> yeah. True. We see um we see them a lot because actually like Friday night we saw a few at Epcot because somebody was like, oh look, there's like a couple of rabbits and they were together. And then um, but usually like over on that stretch from the boardwalk to Hollywood Studios, there's tons of rabbits over there. So I've never seen them outside of a grassy area. So picturing where ABC commissary is, that's what's the most surprising to me is that that's that's just not an area, you know, there's not much grass around that section of the park. But maybe they've learned from watching the humans and they're like, this is where you go. <laughs> this is where it's supposed to go, not on the grass. So they were trying but due to their vertical challenged bodies, they couldn't reach the appropriate spot. Okay, so now we're now we're like giving rabbits excuses. Okay, uh, <laughs> and what was her last note there, Teresa? <laughs> um, so she had two others. So oh. one, um, the best run Disney bathroom is in the wide world of sports areas, the ones near the fields. The only redeeming thing in that whole part of the course. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and then note number five: the best Walt Disney World bathroom is over at the China Pavilion. It's hard to find and not marked on the map as they're technically the Nine Dragons restrooms, but they're shared with Lotus Blossom and can be accessed from the outside. Many rushed trips made with little ones to these restrooms. And if you've listened to earlier episodes, you know I love the China Pavilion and I'm surprised. Yeah, I didn't even think of this one when we talked about the, the restrooms in that episode, but she is not wrong about these ones. I have wandered into that one once on accident and then completely forgot all about it because it's like she said, she just described it. It's, you don't, it's not on the map. It's not a big sign out. It just happened to be that I ran into it and was like, oh, look, it's a bathroom back here. Who knew? Well, now we know. Now everybody knows. Uh, and then her uh, final, final note is the best theme park restrooms in my experience are at, I'm going to say this wrong, Sanrio Puro Land. And she puts a link to a post um, that if you come to our Facebook uh, Facebook page or Facebook group, you'll, you can find that. And it's a whole link. And she even put a video. And I did look at the video. And the bathrooms are amazing. They showed us the men's bathroom. And it had, like, music playing. And it was really, really cool. So I will have to say, Chrissy knows her bathrooms, when especially when it comes to theme parks. So good job, Chrissy. <laughs> and also, let's just give give some snaps or claps to Chrissy because she's been, she helps out with moderating our Facebook group. Yes. Um, and she's always very, very enthusiastic when we need suggestions for things. So just yay, yay for Chrissy. Thank you for, for all of the help and everything that you do. Absolutely. Yes. We can't do it without you. We love Chrissy. <laughs> So thank you to everybody who who had submitted things either through our, our form, through the email, through Facebook. We're very excited. We got to finally talk about all of them because there was a lot here. Um, if you have anything else that you want to share with us, whether it's it's a story of your time at the parks, opinions that you have, or any questions for us, uh, make sure you, you send those and Jane can give us the email address. You can email them to noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. What? No applause? Come on, guys. <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. Thank you. 
Um, or you can join us in our Facebook group, No Guilt Disney on Facebook. And make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. Bye, y'all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.